This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To know what's happening, it's 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 time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason Lacanfora. Jason, um, this draft, as they all are, it seems like now, are about these quarterbacks. So I, I want to start there and spend a little time on your thoughts about some of these guys, and not necessarily where we think they're going to end up, because we'll get to that and we'll have plenty of time to discuss. But let's just talk about these guys a little bit. Um, and start with the guy at the top that everybody thinks is going to be the number one draft pick. I am not sold yet, Jason, that he will be the number one overall pick. I still think there's things we, you know, teams want to figure out. If the Bears are completely sold on that and want to draft Caleb Williams, so be it. But I also think that, you know, we all feel like we get into these drafts, and last year is a perfect example. Everybody's got all the answers. It's Bryce Young, and then the better player is C.J. Stroud. So at least right now. So I don't know if there's they're sold on him, but let's talk about Caleb Williams. Does it concern you that his last season wasn't as productive as the season before, which you won a Heisman? The numbers were down about 20%. The team wasn't as good. Does that concern you about Caleb Williams? Well, it's it's not ideal. Um, you know, how much of it was his control, you know, how much wasn't, how, how much um, you know, can we hold him? To, to sort of bear about a program that just isn't, you know, what it, what it used to be, what it was when we were young, what it was under Pete Carroll. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's not that. Uh, what are the university's priorities? You know, what, what, where, where is that, you know, as college sports is going in a bold new horizon and it looks like we're getting to be, um, the haves and the have-nots more than ever before, and and the talk of even more super conferences and this or that. You know what? What are the priorities for USC, and and how much is how much does being a football superpower matter to them right now? And I think that's all open for debate. Uh, I do think he'll be the first overall pick. Um, I think that the uh, the Bears are are, are pretty. 
think a lot of curveballs would have to be thrown at them to get them off that path. I think the league pretty much looks at them as a team that's going to take uh, Caleb Williams. Doesn't mean they wouldn't trade him, but boy, that's that's going to be a really uh, it's going to be real painful for you to get them to to move off of that pick. And I, I think it's um, probably a whole lot closer to where the Bengals ended up getting on Joe Burrow than some of these other recent years where, you know, a team has been, um, a team has been sort of uh, given so much fire they can't say no. Uh, my questions about him, I, I mean, you know, I, I try to talk to some people who are more at the forefront of the sort of analytics movement and who are a little bit more progressive, maybe in their front office leanings. But then also I've got a lot of buddies I talk to who've been scouting forever who do have a lot of that sort of old school in them. And there's certain things that just doesn't rub them right. And, you know, and I, I think there's extremes in everything. And so you, you kind of try to blend different per, different views of, of a, a prospect off of different guys and then maybe come up with your own middle ground. I do think just sort of leadership and – handling your emotions and how much this football means to you versus other things, that stuff's going to come up for Caleb Williams. And and I don't think these are major hurdles. And I think, you know, his representation to get with him and, and come up with sort of a, a plan for his messaging. That'll make a lot of this stuff go away. But I do think it would be naive, like, not think it's going to come up and and really he can nip this in the bud by standing up there in indianapolis and whatever a couple of weeks and before anybody even ask any questions of him just say hey look i want to be real upfront about what matters to me about who i am and about some of my missteps and why i made them you know and and where i'm coming from and and just direct it head on you know what i mean like the commercials and all this stuff. Well, here's why I did it. You know, I, I, I did it because this program's in a weird spot, you know, and I wanted to help try to put it back on the mat and raise awareness. And I wanted to bring more money into the program and NIL. And I want to share that with my, my gut. You know what I mean? Hey, what, why was I, why was I in the stands crying with my mom? Well, here's what was going through my mind in that moment. And here's what I've learned from it. And here's why I wouldn't do it again. You know, why didn't I talk to the media towards the end of the season? Again, like you can you can be up front with some mea culpas. You can disarm a lot of people, you know, and you you could also do this in your interviews, right? As you're meeting with teams at the combine. Correct. Like, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I think an approach like that with several agents who aren't going to be representing him pointed out to me um, when I kind of sized this up at the Washington Post about six, seven weeks ago. You know, they're like a little bit of media coaching, a little bit of introspection. And pretty soon all we're doing is talking about his arm talent 
you know, and his on-field wizardry and, and you know, a quarterbacking career that goes back to middle school. That's pretty excellent. Now, whether he'll take that, you know, what, what tack that he'll take and, and what tone this will take, I don't know. But I think in the grand scheme of things, Carl, I'm using air quotes here, his transgressions are pretty are pretty mild, are, are, yeah. are, are fairly meaningless. Um, and, and if he weren't to go first overall, I don't think it would be because of any of that. It would just be because there's a couple of other kids who also check a ton of boxes. And you just might fall in love with one of the other ones for your scheme, for what you're trying to do over him. But the idea that, that Caleb Williams is going to fall or anything like that, I, I just don't buy. Um, and I think we're going to see quarterbacks go one, two, three. And I think four are going to go in the top 10 or so. Uh, and I, I think six could go in the first round. I'm looking at a lot of mock drafts, and it's like it's almost like Michael Penix didn't play. Like none of this happened. And I understand there's some injury concerns, but I I haven't seen this cat in a in a mock draft yet. I'm like, okay, it's true. Um, Especially you know, the first 15 picks. You're right. I don't see him go. I mean, I've I've probably looked at 20 of them. I don't even know that I get him mentioned. Like it could be, you know, like in the little paragraph where it's not Penix, but it's like. Hey, if Penix does okay on his physical, you know, maybe he goes. I don't know, man. You, you get him in the second half of the first round. Does he really need to have three contracts for it to be worthwhile? No. I, you I know, that's value. That's value. So, and then Bo Nix is another one who I, I think might, might get in there as well. Um, so, no, I think it's a really good class. And, uh, again, now's the part where – I. The more I hear, the more I just go back to one of these notebooks I have with my notes on these kids. You know what I mean? From like the end of the college football season. Yeah. When yeah. it was really just about the tape, right? When it was just about who had done what and who had put themselves ahead of the other one based on their ability to be leaders and winners and 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 to play the position. Because we're about to get into silly season. So I, I try to be mindful the closer we get to the draft, sometimes going back to, all right, what was I hearing about these kids in November before, you know, there were this team was disgruntled about this, or this team was trying to hope he'd fall to here, you know, before all the BS started. 